several of your employees didn't show up to work today. What do you do? We're going to discuss that today. Welcome to the Lawn Care Frank Podcast, where we help lawn care professionals like yourself start and grow their business by tackling obstacles such as finding customers, hiring talented people, spreading brand awareness, and much, much more. Now your host, Lawn Care Frank. So today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about getting the right employee and making sure that they show up on a consistent basis. So it's Monday and I got a call this morning from one of my clients and he's having issues with employees not showing up, you know, whether it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, a Friday, whatever it is, whatever day it is, he's having issues with that. But today it kind of blew my mind because it's a Monday and 12 employees, that's how many employees he has, five out of the 12 employees didn't show up today. Now, most of them did have legitimate reasons, but it just kind of blows my mind that, you know, five out of 12 employees just didn't show up today. So, you know, we're kind of talking back and forth and he's asking me questions and really he's making a lot of comments about, you know, uh, you know, how difficult this environment is for us and, you know, hiring employees and retaining employees and really getting people to show up to work. And, you know, he goes on and on about, you know, when him and I were growing up in our generation, how we were more committed to working and we were harder workers, we showed up, we had commitment, you know, we had integrity and those things. And he's having a difficult time finding those qualities in employees in this day and age. And, you know, he was also, you know, talking about other things as far as, you know, uh, there's more competition as far as what other people are paying. Maybe Amazon's paying like 15 bucks or 20 bucks. And, and it was all these elements, right? The elements of generation, the elements of, you know, pay and maybe, you know, uh, they're lazier nowadays than we were back then. So these were, these were all the negative things that I was hearing. And really what I want to focus in on is, you know, fixing the problem. Right. And so I asked him, you know, how would you fix some of these things? I just want to kind of get where his mindset is. Right. And his mindset was, well, I need to pay more. Well, I need to incentivize this or that. You know, maybe I need to give a attendance bonus. Right. And one of the things he did try was if you showed up on Monday, then you would get your paycheck on a Thursday, you know, Thursday after work instead of the regularly scheduled payday, which is Friday for him, right? So normally you would get paid on Friday, but if you showed up on Monday, you would get paid on Thursday. So obviously that didn't work because here it is on a Monday and he's got five out of 12 employees that are out. He hasn't had that kind of a poor attendance in a long time. So here it is on a Monday, even though he's incentivizing people getting paid one day earlier, they're still not showing up. So what's going on with this whole situation, right? That's what we want to kind of dig in and find out. So I continued to ask him more questions and, you know, I kept digging in and trying to figure out what are some of the things that you would do, right? And he's already implemented one thing, you know, he's talking about paying more, he's talking about this and that. So really those are just band-aids to a problem. And they're all short-term solutions, right? So we want to get in there and dig in and find the real solutions, the long-term solutions. So we're not constantly trying to, you know, up the pay. We're not constantly trying to 
find gimmicks, like I'm going to give you more money or a bonus. So it's really not about just giving bonuses. And there is a place for those things, right? There is a place for performance bonus. There is a place for attendance bonus. But that should not be your driving force in order to get employees to do what they're supposed to do, their job, right? So we're going to dig in and try to figure out what are the driving forces in order to get your employees to do their job, show up on time, be excellent at what they do. So after our conversation went a little bit further and he was able to, you know, give me some ideas of how he would handle the situation, I kind of stopped them right there and I wanted to really dig in and give them some long-term solutions because everything that he was putting out was short-term solutions to a problem that we need to fix on a long-term basis. So here's how I handle things when it comes to employees and here's what I recommend as far as my client went. First of all, you want to have an excellent hiring process. I can tell you going through his hiring process that it wasn't very optimal. And one of the things that I gathered was he was in such a rush to hire someone because he was always behind that he left a lot of things on the table. He wasn't asking all the right questions. He wasn't having the employee come back for a second interview. Basically, if they had a pulse, he was hiring them. And really, you're going to get that kind of quality person if you don't invest in the time and interview them the right way. And again, I go back, you know, he's really concentrating on the pool of employees that are coming through, the potential employees, and he's not getting the enough people coming through. So he's, you know, pulling that trigger and hiring people more quickly than he should. And really what we want to do is keep that bucket full. And I've talked about this in other videos, making sure that you're constantly looking for employees, right? Because once you get that core number of employees in place, then you can kind of back off. But in his case, he really needs to be constantly looking for employees. That way, if he has a lot of candidates that he can choose from, he can be more picky. And that's something that he hasn't been doing. He would hire a few employees, then he would stop the hiring process. What I want you to do is once you hire a couple employees, I want you to keep that hiring process in place. You can always take applications. You can always go through the hiring process. Going through that hiring process is really a good exercise for you as well, right? So always, always be interviewing people, always taking applications. And that way, if one of your employees is not performing well, you can replace that employee. You want to make sure you have plenty of applicants that you can choose from, right? So that's number one. We want to make sure that we have a good hiring process. We want to make sure that we have a pool of employees, a big pool of employees, potential employees that we can choose from, right? Obviously, if you have a big pool of potential employees that you can choose from, you can be a little bit more pickier, right? And I encourage you whenever you're doing that hiring process, you know, you have a list of questions that you're asking and you can kind of gauge, you know, from their history, you know, make sure you look at their history. You know, did they stay with companies for a long time? You know, did they work at six companies in the last six months, right? If that's the case, that's probably not a good fit for you because they're going to do the same thing to you, right? So you want to make sure that you're picking the right employees from the get-go. And again, if you have a big pool to choose from, 
then that's much easier. And the way to do that is constantly be looking. Don't stop running the ads. Don't wait for you to be shorthanded and then be reactive to the situation. I want you to be proactive to the situation and have potential employees in line ready to jump in, right? And that's what we're looking for. So when you're first starting out, you might not be comfortable, you know, doing the interview process yourself. So what I want you to do is first, you know, research and make sure you can ask the questions that you're asking. There are certain questions you can and cannot ask. So once you figure that out, I want you to make a list of questions and it doesn't have to be, you know, a hundred questions. I'm talking about five to 10 questions, key questions that you can ask your potential employees. And if you're not comfortable at first, which you probably won't be, what I want you to do is kind of role play. And it's much easier to role play if you have a list of questions, right? Instead of sitting down with someone and just trying to get that right out of your head. So you have a list of questions. What I want you to do is kind of practice with a coworker or, you know, a friend or a spouse or whatever that may be, right? And that way you're going to get more comfortable with that process. And another thing that I like to do when it comes to potential employees is always, always make sure that you have a second interview. Like if you like someone, right, you've narrowed it down and I like Joe, man, Joe's got some experience. And as soon as I get done with that interview, if I really like Joe, right, I set a second interview and I set the second interview for maybe one day out or two days out, whatever your schedule may be. And the reason I do that is because I want to find out, you know, is he good that next day? Is he good three days from now? Is he good, you know, five days from now? Whatever that might be, right? So he might have gave you a great performance that day. I want to see if he's consistent a day out, two days out, or three days out. I also want to find out, is he going to show up on time, right? So let's say, you know, Joe shows up on time on your first interview and he's 50 minutes late on the second interview. You know, that's kind of a tattletale sign. Well, maybe something really did happen, right? He has a great excuse. Set a third interview. I want you to really dig in and find that right person, right? Because if you are just hiring because they have a pulse or they told you that they're great at what they do, that's not a really good way to hire people. If you know that they've, you know, worked six jobs in the last six months, there's probably a good chance that they're not going to stay with you long term either. So we made the decision to hire Joe. So Joe showed up on his first interview, did a great job. We called him for a second interview. He was on time. He did a great job. So here we are. We've hired Joe. What do we do now? Now, this is also something that is very, very important in order to make sure that you have a good team. And that is to make sure that you train your employees before you just put them out on the lawn. And that's something, you know, as I talked to my client, that's another thing that he was struggling with. And as he was hiring these employees, he was just kind of putting them out with one of the crew members and seeing how well they perform, you know. And really, that's something that I don't recommend. I recommend that you have procedures in place, you have a crew chief or someone designated to training. That could be a crew chief or it could be yourself, right? If you're a small operation, you might do all the training yourself. 
So you have those procedures in place as far as what we're going to do when we get out to the lawn, you know, how we're going to mow it and what we're going to do. We're going to go this way. We're going to go that way. If it's a two-man crew, he's going to go to the back. I'm going to stay in the front, vice versa. I'm going to get the blower. He's going to get the mower. Whatever it is, you have those procedures in place. And that way, this person that you hired knows what to do and he feels comfortable and good about it. You don't want to just send somebody out and have them do whatever they used to do at another lawn care company, right? Because what if there's no standards at the other lawn care company? They're gonna do what they did and what they know, and that might not be good enough for you. So make sure that you have those things in place. Or you might send them out with one of your employees that never got trained himself, right? So you have somebody that never got trained going along with somebody that's just starting out. That's, to me, a recipe for disaster. You're going to get poor lawns and Joe is going to get uncomfortable, right? You hired this great guy. His name is Joe. He's out there. He's like, I'm out here. What do I do? I'm not sure what to do or how, you know, my boss wants things done. So again, you got to spend or invest the time to train your employees. And this way you have consistency across the board. You don't want one crew doing one thing and another crew doing something totally different because you're gonna have inconsistencies and that's just, again, a recipe for disaster. You're gonna lose customers and that's you know not a good thing. That's not what we want. We wanna grow our business and we wanna grow it in a way that we are doing a good job on a consistent basis. A good example would be if we hired Joe and we own a pizza place and we tell Joe, hey, we just hired you, now go back there and make me a pizza. And we don't tell them what the recipe is. We don't tell them what the oven temperature should be. We don't tell them anything else. We just say, hey, Joe, go make a pizza because we're busy. Because we did a poor job in our planning. Now we expect you to do something that you're not comfortable with. You have no experience in. Well, Joe is going to get frustrated, right? Joe is not going to do a good job and Joe is going to call in. So Joe is going to be the next guy that goes and finds another job right? Because again, you didn't put him in a situation where he can succeed. You have to put your employees in a good situation where they can succeed. That way they feel good about what they do. That way they're going to show up to work. They enjoy their work, right? So after I spoke to my client about those two things, then I went into what I probably think is the most important thing, and that's culture. So we want to be consistent in our training. We want to be consistent in how we handle situations, sick days, how we handle people calling in. Um, any situation like that, we want to handle those consistently across the board, right? We don't want to treat one employee differently than another employee because then that becomes a problem. We want to make sure all our employees are in uniform. We want to make sure that we have a good mission statement. We want to make sure that we're all working hand in hand to achieve a goal, right? So that's what I'm talking about as far as culture goes. So once you implement these practices, you're going to see employees holding other employees accountable. And that's where you want to get to, right? You're not going to have five out of 12 employees calling in because you're going to nip that at the bud, right? This is not going to happen for you. So after I finished my call with my client, you know, he felt a little bit better, but he also knew that he had a lot of work to do, right? So you have to put in the work. That's the point that I'm trying to make in this podcast. You can't just expect to put band-aids on problems and think that it's going to go away. 
you're going to deal with the same issues over and over again if you don't implement some of these things that I talked about today and really dig in and find the right employee, train them, and then really set a culture as far as what we're all about and make them feel good and buy into that culture, right? So they got to feel good about it. They got to feel good about the mission. They got to feel good about coming to work. They got to feel good about the pay. And ultimately, then you can start rewarding people with incentives and those kind of things. Again, I'm okay with incentivizing, you know, for being on time, for being, you know, great attendance bonus or performance bonus. I'm good with all that, but that's not what I want to lead with, right? A good example is, I don't know if you watch football or baseball or what have you, it's just my observation that when I see, you know, uh, a quarterback, and I'm not going to name any names, but let's just say Tony Romo. (laughs) So Tony Romo, uh, you know, go Cowboys. So Tony Romo, you know, he was this great quarterback, the potential and so forth. And next thing you know, they paid him all this money, right? They paid him all this money. I can tell you, you know, as a Cowboys fan, he didn't play any better, right? I can tell you other examples, and you know, and maybe you can tell me some examples of other, you know, great athletes where, you know, they're doing so fantastic and they're, you know, all of a sudden they give them more money, right? They didn't do any better, right? So again, I don't want to lead with the money, right? I don't want to lead with the incentives. I want to lead with me doing the work, right? And that's what I told my client. You have to do the work. You have to get in there and set in place, you know, these procedures. You've got to interview people. You can't just, you know, somebody walks in and they got a pulse and you go, okay, well, mowing is not a science. Mowing is easy. Anybody could do it. Any person can get in there and mowing. Well, I can tell you that that's not true. Anybody can do it, but they can't do it to your level of expectation, right? Because we're getting paid as a service provider. We have to deliver excellence. And in order for us to deliver excellence, we have to be excellent ourselves. We can't just get in there and say, I'll just put anybody in there. It's so easy. And then complain about it. You know, we can't go, oh, why did he do such a bad job? Well, you didn't train him. You didn't do the work. If you don't do the work, you can't expect great results. Again, I want to emphasize how important it is for you to do the work. In closing, today we talked about a good hiring process, a good training process, and culture. If you can have these three things in place, I am confident your business is going to be successful for a long time to come. I hope this episode was helpful to you. We'll catch you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Lawn Care Frank podcast. Please subscribe and visit LawnCareFrank.com for more helpful tips and information.